the point of this show is life is better when you're riding a motorbike, but specifically a Honda Super Cub. Welcome to Love It or Weave It, where we let you know if we love an anime enough to recommend it to everyone, or if it's just for the worst of the weaves. I'm Annie, and I have nothing in this world aside from K-pop and (laughs) K-dramas. I'm Jeff, and I have nothing in this world except for the Honda Fit that I crashed when I rented it in Japan. I'm sorry, Honda Fit. You don't have that! (laughs) It's true, I have nothing! Because oh that Honda Fit was the only thing. It changed my life. It made me see new things when and meet new it? people. And it opened my world. And it made me feel like I could go anywhere. And then I uh, decimated the left rear view mirror. If you're new to the podcast, each week watch the first episodes of a new anime and cast the votes to love it a wee bit. Today we're covering Super Cub, which is subbed on Funimation. And is not about bears in the gay community, even though it sounds like it is. Happy Pride! It's not that! <laughs> every time, every time there was a screenshot about, like, I'm so happy I bought my cub, and I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. Problematic? <laughs> it's not problematic. That's a thing that people can consent to as adults. But anyway, yes. Annie, what have you been watching or reading in the realm of anime lately? Absolutely nothing. Thank you for your question. Thank you for answering my question with unusable content. And thank you for asking me. I kept watching <laughs> Fairy Ramaru and no. it continues to be good. I hate you. I've only watched one more episode, but uh, it's still crazy and over the top. But the other other update I have is that I finished that um, the case that I started talking about last week in Pretty Boy Detective Club, where it's like a quote unquote locked room mystery because the people in the paintings have disappeared. Oh, yeah. um, and <laughs> the resolution to that was the most bullshit. Like it made no sense. Like it turns yeah. out the the painter was like. <laughs> was representing her like faith or like it was god the fact that there were no human it made no sense it was bullshit it's not even a spoiler because it doesn't make any sense but (laughs) the um crazy turn in that case that i don't think i mentioned last week was that like they are like in the course of the investigation they like look into this uh previous teacher art teacher was at the school who supposedly who like disappeared after basically doing this like elaborate painting in the auditorium that showed off the auditorium and it's like this like bizarre looking like because it's like it's in the auditorium and it's a painting the auditorium which has a painting the auditorium which has a painting the auditorium which has a painting the auditorium and like goes on infinity but it has no people in it and it's like this weird mess why is there this giant painting with no people in it and and supposedly this teacher like before she disappeared like claimed that she would abduct all the like she was like threatened to abduct the entire student class and they were like this is such an absurd claim it could never it's a crime that could never happen but then she really did it because the painting initially was full of kids and then the painting didn't have kids in it she abducted the entire class it's like <laughs> so stupid but the part of it that i love is that like while they're speculating about her she just she just appears and is like hello kids it's me former teacher still actively an artist and nowadays a kidnapper and it's like oh what because, like, they've been talking about how she, like, quote-unquote kidnapped the entire student population by, like, having them help her remove themselves from the painting. But I think they're actually saying that she was a kidnapper as well. Like, I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I think it's like that um, the other lady who was just like, oh, yeah, I just escape prison all the time. Uh, but I think you would like her, even though she appeared for, like, half a second. I do like people who escape prison and are beautiful ladies. Yeah, and kidnappers. You, you love criminals. It's true. <laughs> 
Well, Pretty Boy Detective Club still looks great, uh, except for the legs. Okay, yes. <laughs> Speaking of legs, what? How about some motorcycle legs? Okay, wasn't a wasn't your best transition? <laughs> wow. So, anyways, today we're talking about. Um, Super Cub, which is a cute little anime about a really long advertisement for the Honda Super Cub, which is a motorbike or a moped or scooter. Not quite sure the terminology. Annie, did you know that the lovely Honda Corporation uh, actually made a custom version of the Honda Super Cub that was based on the, the bike that was featured in the hit Makoto Shinkai film, Weathering With You? No, I didn't know that. They're not sponsoring us, so I don't know why we're <laughs> like shilling for them. Okay, so so speaking of the um, giant motorcycle elephant in the room, going into this series, I like it's it's about a girl and her motorcycle. I assumed for sure it's gonna be it was sponsored by Honda in a similar vein that like it's not unheard of for um, car companies to be on production committees for anime and to be funding them like. There was that uh, series, I want to say a couple years ago, it's probably more than that now, uh, Wish Upon the Pleiades. Do you know about that one? No. Um, so that one is a little bit weird because it was uh, sponsored. It was like created by Subaru um, because Pleiades is the uh, Latin Greek. One of those, the like ancient Latin or Greek name for the constellation that Subaru is also referencing uh or subaru is the name is the japanese name for that constellation and uh so uh wish upon the pleiades is uh basically if the those seven stars were magical girls uh so they made like a magical girl show uh inspired by the constellation that they are that the car company is named after uh so so it didn't seem that far-fetched to me that like there would be a uh, anime that is basically a car commercial much more directly than that. Because I don't know how anyone watches that show and is like, I'm going to buy a Subaru car next car I buy. Um, that just seems like they were just wasting money. Maybe that was uh, money laundering. Who knows? Apparently it was a good Magical Girl show though so that's nice but yeah no but apparently this show does not seem like it was sponsored by honda i was shaken actually i looked it up because i was like they have to be sponsoring (laughs) because she gets her motorbike and she gets on it and she's like wow the feeling i get on a honda super cub tm is incredible (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think that the most that they were involved was like as supervision to like provide you know like accurate details and stuff that's so insane. It just feels like the point of this show is life is better when you're riding a motorbike, but specifically a Honda Super Cub. I mean, I think if if it was actually sponsored by Honda, it would not have started off with, oh, here's a Honda Super Cub. It kills three people. That's true. Okay. We never, in the first episode, she goes to buy a bike because she physically cannot bike a normal one anymore. She needs a motorized one. And she looks at the prices. They're like, oh, they're all so expensive. They're like thousands of dollars. Yeah, I think they were like the lowest one was like 2000 or so. Yeah. And then this old man comes out and he's like, you looking for something? She's like, yeah, but I have the zero dollars, sir. He's like, cool. Here's an old used one. It's a hundred dollars. She's like, sick. Why is it a hundred dollars? He's like, three people died because of this bike. And she's like, cool, I'll take it. (laughs) No hesitation. And I was like, also, I thought you said it's $0. Where'd this 100 come from? I mean, everyone just carries around extra $100, don't you know? Yeah, because also, she was like, I don't have a license. And he's like, sick, here's the questions for the test. And she got her license in one day? Is that what happened? Did I miss something? I think it might be easier to get a, uh, I mean, she's also in a small town, but maybe it's easier to get a motorcycle license than a car license, maybe. True, but uh, still have to go take the test. Do they not have appointments? Can you just walk in? Doesn't seem that unreasonable to me, especially in a small town. 
Um, wow. But I was really surprised by what you're describing, how quickly it went into like, like going into the episode, I was like, okay, so this is going to be a show about how this motorcycle completely changed your life. I can't wait to see like how she came into possession of this motorcycle, how she decided to get a motorcycle or like what changed, what, what is the like series of weird events that made it happen? It's like, no, she just uh, has to go up a hill every day. So then one day after school, she goes and buys a motorcycle. <laughs> like that was it. Or, I mean, she goes to look at them and then the guy pulls up this other one. Okay, there's a bit of a wacky hijinks to it, but it really was just, oh, goes to look at a motorcycle, buys a motorcycle. Okay. Um, but the other thing, okay, here's my crazy hypothesis, crazy theory. Um, so looking, okay, so, right, so the motorcycle killed three people, right? Yes, it in cold blood, this motorcycle went on a spree. <laughs> I want to show you something. Is it a motorcycle murdering people? <laughs> no, it's, um, hold on. Turns out when you search Super Cup, you find the actual motorcycle and not, <laughs> not the stuff talking about the anime. Okay, so I'm sending Annie a link to the Super Cub anime wiki. It's a list of characters that are prominent in this show, supposedly. We only met two of them, but apparently there are three main characters. Oh, yes. Okay. Are these, are they all dead? Are these the three oh girls God. that died? <laughs> I don't think that man was from the future. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is just like an alternate world where the three ghosts get to live on happily and, and just like rave about how much Stop. they love motorcycles because in real life, the motorcycle killed them. Okay. Another thing we're not talking about is this girl who's like in high school and she needs the bike to go back and forth from high school and she like gets her license and everything whatever cool um she doesn't have any parents she doesn't have any family she like lives alone and maybe did this bike kill her parents oh no <laughs> did it kill her family yeah i don't know enough about the um japanese uh i don't know what you call it like like public safety now like what happens to kids that age if they don't have parents and like i guess they don't go into the foster system huh well i guess not i mean yeah the, the, the show is like not interested in exploring that backstory of like what happened to her parents why she's living alone why she doesn't have any parents why she doesn't have any family why she doesn't have any friends i mean the why she doesn't have any friends part i can i can buy i get that relatable. she's awkward it's fine i i thought it was very cute but so weird she like got a motorbike and she comes to school and everyone's like talking to their friends and she screams at everyone hey i got a bike okay i was confused about that too but i'm like 99 sure that was a fantasy sequence but everyone ran over and was like what but that didn't happen i'm 99 sure are you sure because then she like then it like immediately cuts to her looking out the window and like a home ec sequence or whatever because class had started she can't talk like that once class has <laughs> started so I, th I thought that was supposed to be her like snapping back to reality because then later on i forget exactly how this plays out but there's like another scene where like there's some discussion with classmates about a motorcycle and they aren't like giddy. They, they aren't acting like they had just had that scene, you know, they're acting like they just heard about it in that second scene. Yeah. But are they different classmates or the same one? Oh, uh, you think it could have been like a different, I think it's the same ones. I think in Japanese high school system, you like, you have your class and that's who you are with in all your classes. I think so. Oh, I guess I forget how things work. Um, so yeah, I think that was a complete, but like it was definitely, uh, presented ambiguously enough that I was confused and think they could have done a better job of, uh, I don't know, like making it clear what was reality and what was not reality. 
speaking of uh, reality, not reality, like, oh my god, it was so heavy-handed when, like, when she first kicks the, whatever it's called, the kickstand, whatever the thing that, that turns on the engine, and the colors come into the world, and it's like, okay. Yeah, okay. It, lit, it literally lit up her <laughs> life with color when she turned on the motorcycle for the first time. Uh, see, like, looking into, like, when I was like you being extremely skeptical, like, okay, Honda had to have sponsored this. Honda had to have been like, can you make it so that the color fills her world when she <laughs> turns it on? Uh, I think this is just a series, I don't know if it was actually written by, it feels like a series written by and for just motorcycle enthusiasts. Like, I think there are just these people who, like her in the show, are just, like, really into motor, really into these motorcycles. We love Super Cubs! <laughs> Oh my! I just, I just keep hearing the gay meaning of it. Anyway, um, like I was, I was looking. One article I found was from a, um, seemed like a car enthusiast blog called Motor Biscuit. That like most articles are about like car news, but then they have one article like about this anime and how it captures the reality of writing and like they're really enthusiastic about how it like captures all the feelings of like getting your first motorcycle and getting all the equipment and like um so i think there really are these people that just you know like it accurately represents their their hobby and how it all feels yeah well i think we haven't said a damn word about how we felt about it we've just been it's such a weird anomaly (laughs) i think it's very cute and i like it actually i think it's a very good in the background show because there's really not a lot of plot points for you to have to pay attention to okay see i kind of completely disagree wow because (laughs) because i think you're wrong and you're never right and no um because I think there's so few, so little dialogue that I was surprised by how many scenes it was like I had to watch pretty carefully just to like, it was doing a ton of showing, showing without telling. And so it's like, well, I needed to keep watching because if I had just been like having on the background, I would have like been like, okay, there's five minutes between between dialogue lines and nothing happened. And I would have totally missed that she, I don't know, learned to check the, uh, her fuel usage. The manual? Like, yeah. Didn't realize that like, she might run out of gas or something. I was screaming at the screen, like sports fan. Cause I was like, check the gas, check the gas, get off the ground. Like yelling at my computer. <laughs> I thought that was so stupid because I thought for sure the gas would be displayed on that little odometer thing. And apparently, no, you have to like lift the seat up to look like look at the gas. Like, what? Is, what? What is this design? Honda, Honda, Honda. We know you're listening. Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? I think it's an Honda? older one, but yeah, Honda. What's up? So, uh, yeah, she's dumb. I still like her though. She's dumb, but she's also a literal child, so I forgive her. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that gas thing was the only thing that was legitimately like uh, that's an obvious thing you should have known to look for. But the other things, it's like okay, it makes sense that you think of them as you. You're like, oh, I'm excited to have this helmet. Oh, wait, it's really windy. I need to have goggles too. Oh, wait, and this other thing. And um, it just, it is so much more capitalist than even I expected. Because it's not just like, oh, what's life like with my bike? It's like, okay, what new equipment do I need? I need a thing on the back of my bike. I need a thing on the front of my bike. I need a helmet. Like, and it makes sense. Those, like, you getting into a new hobby. Like this, you do need all that equipment. And maybe that's just the initial um, setup. Maybe later on, it's not like getting lots of new equipment each episode. Well, yeah, I think I think it's supposed to be, I mean, obviously, it's made by people who love motorbikes and super, super cut. But 
I think it also feels like trying to capture the experience of getting into a hobby and like discovering a hobby because clearly she needed one. She can't just be (laughs) sad in her room all day. But it's like getting into a hobby is like opening doors to like make new friends and you get new experiences. And like, I guess get it. Hobbies are very capitalistic now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when I started going down the rabbit hole of crocheting, like I bought a lot of yarn, bought a lot of crocheting needles, bought a lot of like things to hold the crocheting needles, things to hold the yarn, blah, blah, blah. And I did not meet any friends who sat next to me in school and just raved about how much they love my crocheting. So this show is unrealistic. I mean, no, maybe you just need to make friends. (laughs) Wow. You can connect to people. You just have to like, it's hard during this pandemic, but you could have been like in the yarn store and just like casually been like, what yarn should I get to crochet? And then someone (laughs) will come up and be like, oh my God you like do you crochet and then you're like wattpad story will come to life wow yeah that, that totally could have happened when i ordered yarn on amazon.com oh my god stop being a fascist <laughs> <laughs> i i mean yeah i guess i didn't mention my uh, emotional reaction to the show which is it's fine it's fine i mean it like it's kind of cute but it, it really has not hooked me um you know it's not like it just didn't really emotionally resonate with me in a way that I think the most obvious comparison for me is uh, like what's called Layback Camp, which is also kind of a show about getting into a hobby, but like that made that hobby seem so fun that I wanted to watch along. And this hobby is like, okay, great. I mean, <laughs> like, it seems fine. Seems kind of practical. Okay. And I guess she's going to go on some trips later, but did not seem exciting enough for me to want to watch. But I think I think the best part the the character her dealing with like making a friend for literally the first time it seems I thought was well handled and relatable because I have definitely been in places in my life where I was like I have literally no friends oh my god one person who I can consider my friend oh my god this is me such a big deal but and even even that I look back on it and I'm like she's she's way too timid like I don't I don't know. Like, I I was not in a position where I talked, I talked to literally no one, like, or like, oh my god, saying good morning in the morning to one person is like such a huge game changer. Like, it's a little, every everything about her is so extreme. Like, having literally no hobbies, literally no family, literally no friends, like. Sorry, Jeff, maybe she has depression. <laughs> she has no family. <laughs> <sighs> she yeah, like- has her shining light her motorcycle, and her new friend who also likes motorcycles. Okay, it was really endearing whenever she would just like open her curtains and be like, motorcycle, you're there. Aw. Yeah, she's like, I have you if I have nothing else. I'm sorry to this poor girl. You do make it make... Now that you say that, it makes it sound really mean what I'm saying, but I think it's it's a little extreme how she has literally nothing. Like, I don't know. Most people have at least something. Like She has a rice cooker. Like, I feel like it's much more naturalistic for people to be like, oh, I have no friends, but I love playing video games. Or, you know, like, people, I think, naturally gravitate towards hobbies. I don't think it's that. Listen, she didn't have time for hobbies with her family being murdered by a motorcycle. <laughs> Oh, she is the ghost. Come on. She has a lot of trauma to work through. That was her hobby, was pioneering (laughs) through her family being gone. Uh, She also has school. I don't know how grading that is on her time. Probably not much, considering everyone else has has clubs and she doesn't go to clubs. Which I get. I get not going to clubs, but like, read a book. Also, like, going to- I'm so jealous of, like, club culture because- 
My school kind of had them, but if it wasn't a sport, you didn't like actually do anything. Like clubs didn't really exist. My school definitely had clubs but like i was into them for like maybe half a year freshman year when they were exciting and then i just didn't care after that yeah. which then i came to really regret when it came to college applications and it looked like i didn't do anything because yeah it's true i didn't do anything yeah i was in a ton of clubs but they were all community service um lies so so you were you were in like you were in like one club another club another club yes I was the president of the recycling club. I was trying to make the Lady Gaga reference, but I don't know exactly club. how the line went. Another club. Plane. No yes. sleep. That's that's the thing I was missing. Plane. Bus. No sleep. Another club. Yes, that was me. <laughs> but join a club, girl, if you're lonely. Yeah, that's how most anime work. Yeah, and then you get friends for life. That's how it goes. <laughs> Uh, I've seen some people complain about the show that the motorcycle CGI, that basically as soon as the characters get on a motorcycle, they become CGI because they just get dragged around. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't mind that too much. I thought it was much more jarring in the first episode when she's on a bicycle and she's also CGI bicycle because I was like, the motorcycle makes sense because it's like, it's much more natural for, for you to think of a motorcycle as something that just, you know, just moves without any of the really parts you can't really see them moving but a bicycle it just felt very weird and jarring because your, your legs move and stuff well not on a motorbike right you can just drag that around and it looks real <laughs> i it did it bothered me initially but then i just like tried to ignore it and just focus on her enjoying her time yeah for most part like in most scenes it's like it's the cameras pull back enough that you, you can't see in tons of detail so it's fine i think there are a couple points where it's a little jarring where it's like maybe there's a transition like a character will will get on the bike and then like they'll become cgi once they're on the bike sufficiently enough it's like okay no stop you've been taken over by the bike you're transported to an alternate reality on the bike (laughs) uh yeah so that's super cub i guess it's cute it's a cute little show about friendship and bikes and how you should definitely buy a Super Cub. Like, seriously, buy a Super Cub. It'll make your life good. <laughs> Although, it, it is a little bit weird how it's like, for her, it was a, an affordable hobby because it was $100. 100 US dollars, roughly. But like, for most people, most high school students getting a $2,000 minimum purchase, I don't know. <laughs> That does seem like an exorbitant hobby, even yeah, if it's well, practical to get you to school. I don't know if the other girl, maybe hers is also used. You don't know. Yeah, probably, because it was supposed to be some, like, not literally antique. Did I just say antique? Oh, my God. Antique. <laughs> not literally antique, but, like, really old and, like, out of commission and, like, illegal now. I think when they're saying they meant, like, you know, illegal, illegal for, like, make. new commissions, whatever. But yeah. Yeah, it was... It was very cute how excited the friend got, Rachel got, when she saw her super cub and like she was like telling her everything about it. I was very into that. It was very cute and wholesome. This feels like a more sponsored laid back camp. So the thing with laid back camp is I think laid back camp is actually sponsored by <laughs> um, some part of the camping industry. Hold on, let me. This is bananas. I really thought that this was the more sponsored feeling one, even though it's not sponsored. Well, see, I think it's like, hold on one second while I fact check okay well i can't i can't confirm or deny whether um camping gear companies or retailers were on the layback camp production committee but either way i feel like layback camp is much more like about a general hobby and then like it kind of shines through how it's a consumerist capitalist fantasy when they like have to go to the camping store to get equipment for it and stuff but it's generally like as an idea, it's not tied to consumerism. Whereas this, it's like all about the bike. All about that bike, baby. We love bike. <laughs> well, she loved bike. We love bike now, Jeff. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. You have to like Super Cup. 
I have not yet touched a super cub and become a CGI model. Well, you need to step it up. Which really, I think, is the sign that she's been fully possessed by the bike. Yes, it's Okay, fun fact that I found. (laughs) Okay, so supposedly this... So the series is based on a light novel, which started in 2017 and running since. And uh, I was also adapting to an, into a manga later in 2017, also still running. Supposedly the manga's demographic is seinen because the, uh, I think it's an online magazine that runs in, but I think it's one of those magazines that like, doesn't really have a clear demographic. So it's like, it's kind of seinen by default. It's like, it doesn't really have any other category. So, you know, it's, it's a rough approximation, but according to Wikipedia, <laughs> I don't know who put this information, but the Wikipedia entry for this series lists the series genre as sports motorcycle racing and it's like sure i guess i guess maybe they'll start racing and then someone will get in a tragic accident and that's how this bike killed people i mean could you imagine if like like how in a lot of shonen jump series they have to eventually pivot to uh keep up sales or to you know keep up popularity if this just like in episode four shifted into like skate the infinity like we go to an illegal illicit motorcycle racing club at night oh boy uh, oh my god or it's like it turns into fast and furious <laughs> And they start like committing crimes together. I'll show you my super cub. All right, that's enough. <laughs> All right, I can't recommend it to most people. I think that's my hard part. I don't want to weeb it because I don't. I don't dislike it. You're already getting to the verdict. I mean, I I've only gone through the first of my. I've only gone through one page of my notes. I have 38 more pages of notes. Shut up! You don't have any notes. You don't have any notes. <laughs> I do have some notes. I got through them all, though. We should get into some Twitter questions before we get into Verk, though. All right, yes. So, first Twitter question from at CC Takato. How do you think Super Cub compares to Layback Camp, and which did you like more? Oh. <laughs> but yeah, because we did kind of address that in passing. Uh, but I definitely, yeah, like Layback Camp more. I think it was more of a hook. But, any, how did you think? Because you are not a super big fan of Layback Camp. Yeah, I'm not a Layback Camp fan. I thought it was kind of boring. And like this one, I would also argue was a little more boring. But I don't know. I just find the main character kind of endearing. And your point earlier about like camping being like a broader hobby. Like, yeah. And that's boring to me. <laughs> I need a hyper fixations. And this hits that for me more than Layback Camp does. Speaking of the character being relatable, like something that I felt kind of lacking is that like on paper, I should find her existence as like, like her, 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 not having any friends and being so excited to have a friend for the first time. Like I should find that so endearing, but I think because it is so extreme, it made it feel less relatable. And the, the thing that it reminds me of is, um, Kimi Totoke, which I have not seen the anime. I've only read the first like five volumes or so of the manga. And seeing that character like go through getting her first couple of friends, like that hit me like a brick. Like that was like such a strong emotional journey. And I basically haven't read more of the series because I like I'm kind of saving it. I also think that it, the rest of the series and the romantic parts of the series aren't going to hit me as much as that that friendship stuff did. Whereas this stuff, it's like it's fine. It's like relatable on paper, but it's not like you know throwing me in the waves like yeah. Kimintoki did. That's true. This okay, yeah, it's missing a little something, something. Maybe yeah. it'll get to it. But in the first three episodes, it really it's more about her buying her her Honda Super Cub TM. <laughs> Okay, let's get to the next question from at Pixelated Lenses. And first off, they were excited that, that Super Cub's getting podcast episodes. I think they've been a pretty big fan of the show. But the question was, if you could ride a Super Cub to any place in Japan, where would you go? To anywhere? I mean, I don't think Honda would let me back onto Okinawa, because that's where I crashed the Honda Fit. Oh but my god. <laughs> aside from being banned from Okinawa, which I'm not actually, not actually banned from Okinawa. But 
I I feel like the show has, in the first episodes hasn't like really given us a taste of like what it's like to go on a long ride or anything. Well, I think they're hinting at that. Like the friends, like you can yeah. go anywhere. <gasps> what if they join like a little moped gang? <laughs> You get like label jackets. Like just like a really chill moped gang. Yeah, that is like, hey, every weekend we meet up and we just like cruise. You get a jacket. Like that'd be so cute. I'm back in. This show has pulled me back. Based on your hypothetical, based on your fanfic, you're the one going to Wattpad. Oh my God, I'm making a fanfic out of Super Cup. (laughs) Ironically, the thing it reminds me of is Layback Camp because one of the characters in Layback Camp has a motorcycle. I wonder what kind of motorcycle it is. Maybe it's Super Cup. If it is this like super famous and popular motorcycle. But I'm just thinking about how like there was an arc in the beginning of the second season of Layback Camp where like she was just like going around on her motorcycle and I was like, oh, that seemed like fun. But I don't know if that area in particular she i forget where she was going like somewhere south of tokyo yeah it's weird because like when i think of like places that i would be excited to visit in japan i'm so focused on like the experience via trains that like i don't even know about the world of like japan via road is foreign to me i know what i would do since jeff's boring um (laughs) i would go anywhere along the coast because Mm. that sounds so cute to me i guess like mm, i don't know i haven't really been anywhere west in japan so like maybe on the west coast because west coast best coast you mean like west of kyoto yeah i'm gonna say like west of tokyo like there's a lot of stuff there but no but i've never been i mean you've been west of of tokyo to kyoto yes yes but i just meant west japan like west coast japan i have not been Mm. i've been on the east coast hey but i i'm so dumb and i hate sunrise on the beach i only like sunset because <laughs> i'm a fool for a second i was like wait does the sun set and rise in the same sides there and i was like yes it's <laughs> it doesn't yes the west and east does not change <laughs> that doesn't even change in the southern hemisphere right right correct it's right? always west yeah, and okay. east is always west and east <laughs> That would be a really bizarre globe if that flipped on the other side. <laughs> like, oh my god. So I would like to be riding near the ocean at sunset with my super cub. I think that sounds really nice and really scenic. That would scare me that I would like be looking at the scenery too much and crash. Also, maybe I'm worried about it because I did. You are bad at driving. That's okay. why. No, I'm, I've am i never crashed my own car, only rentals. How many rentals, Jeff? Two. Stop. Okay. We're... <laughs> This also, is incriminating evidence. They were never like okay. One of them was one of them was wall parking. The other one was less justifiable. All right. Anyways, I'm weeping it. It's so cute, and I do want to love it. But who would I recommend this to? Who is this for? Motorcycle fans. Motorcycle you... fans. Actually, okay. I'm loving it for the motorcycle fans. For everyone else, I could not recommend it to you, so I would have to weep it. Yeah, this feels like the perfect kind of like niche show where if someone like motorcycles, if you like chilling in. Japan, like just vibing and maybe owning a Honda Super Cub TM. Then this is for you. I think there, are, I think there are lots of better vibing shows. But like I think, what? Like Laidback Camp. Shut up. This one's better than Laidback Camp. I got very aggressive. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to yell at you like that. <laughs> Uh, so, but, but I think, yeah, if people are into motorcycles, it's totally a show for them. It just feels like in a similar vein to like how eventually there is an anime covering every single topic. And it's like, oh, are you into rock climbing? Okay. You should check out the rock climbing anime. Oh, you're into hiking? Check out the hiking anime. If you're into traveling to the South Pole, watch the South Pole travel anime, <laughs> which we should pick that as a classic review because I still have not finished that show and it was amazing. Ugh, but anyway. Weebed it. Sorry. Yeah. Weebed it. And I'm not sorry, but I, I I'm sorry for the fans out there. It's it's not as far as uh, what's this kind of genre called? 
Iashiki, I think, healing anime. Oh, this is that's a good way of putting it. Yes, it's very healing. But yeah, as far as those go, I don't know. It didn't heal me much. Shut up, Jeff. You're wrong. <laughs> you didn't know you like it that much. Yeah, but now that you don't like it, I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're like twin stars that will negate each other. We're okay. we're a less problematic frenemies. Anyway, I don't even want to bring up those people. They both seem like terrible people. Anyways, I guess the show is available sub no Funimation. Go there or don't. I don't really. Well, what do you want to recommend, Annie? Um. Okay, so I finished this drama in like a week called Move to Heaven. Did I already recommend this? Uh, I've never heard it. Okay, great. It's called Move to Heaven, and it's about like this father-son duo who their whole job is they're like trauma cleaners and they go and they clean up the room of someone who's died Ooh, um that's and they, yeah it's a little sad and it's like they pack up all their stuff and like sort out like what's useful or like memorabilia for the family and like what's like trash um and it's like really sad i cried every single episode really hard but like each episode's focused on like different people whose like rooms they have to clean up and they like kind of discover about their life through their belongings and like what's they were trying to say before they died maybe and some of them are very sad that like young people died that like just got in an accident or they just, like something bad happened and they covered a lot of interesting political topics like the um one that was particularly interesting to me <laughs> was about um someone who was adopted and they talked about how in like the 80s uh korea sent like two percent of their population at the time to be overseas adopted and a lot of those kids failed to gain citizenship in the other countries like in america particularly but then they lose their south korean citizenship so mm. they're they're stuck in limbo if they get like ever investigated <laughs> for anything. And it was like a very interesting episode. I was like, wow, I don't see very many shows talking about this. So it was very cool. I see from the Netflix description that the, I don't know if he's the, or like at least one of the main characters has Asperger's. Oh yes, the main character. Is is that handled sensitively? Um, It was actually pretty good. The main actor, I mean, my complaint for a lot of these is like they don't get like a character or an actor with like the actual like he doesn't actually have Asperger's in real life which you know they could have given the opportunity but it's we'll take what we could get uh, but they do a very pretty good job about it he's like of course there's like some obstacles they have to overcome with it but it uh, didn't feel too insensitive at any moment for me I think there's no like his superpower is that he okay it's a little focused because so he has Asperger's or anything like that he can do like he does do that and it's like oh. a little absurd it's like <laughs> have you seen the good doctor is that a spinoff of the good wife no no well it's like it's kind of it's not that he has superpowers he just has like a photographic memory hmm, okay. and he's like mentally trying to sort out so like the visual representation of that is like funny oh okay. um, I was gonna say that sounds plausible except when the the you make it into a K-drama and then you put crazy yeah. visuals on top of it. That might be it feels wrong. a little like a superpower, but in it's just that he has like a photographic memory. Is it? Does it do like the whole Sherlock mind palace thing? Not a mind palace, but sometimes he'll be thinking of information and they will physically display it up in the air as if he is looking at it like floating in the air for the audience to see what he's thinking of, which like it could have been worse, but it's still not great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it worked for Queen's Gambit. She saw chess pieces on the ceiling, so I guess that's fine. Yeah, but I I liked it. I cried every episode really hard and I do recommend it. It's only 10 episodes. Pretty short for a K-drama. Well, speaking of things that are 10 episodes... I'm going to recommend something that I've only seen six episodes of, but it is 10 episodes long and it's called Hacks and it's on HBO. And it's um, about a uh, stand-up comedian who 
is starting she's kind of starting to like she's a little bit dated so she's like not in her prime anymore so she kind of like has to get some new energy from a young writer that's the basic premise but it's um, wait what is this hacks on hbo starring gene gene smart hacks like H A, like hackers, but without the E R. Ah, like th- they are hacks, like what you would call someone who's not good at their job or whatever. Okay, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, it stars Jean Smart, uh, who is amazing. She was amazing in Mayor of Easttown, and she's amazing in this. Really, I think the early pitch of the show, the thing that hooked me in episode one, is you know, like the setup for like the, the young. A uh, writer who joins her, or whatever. Like she, she I think gets more interesting as time goes on, but didn't really wow me in the beginning. In the beginning, it's like just watch it for Gene Smart. Gene Smart's amazing. It's <laughs> there's a scene in the first episode. I think this is the moment that really sold me, where she's just well, she the the um displays of exorbitant wealth are just so fun to watch. Like <laughs> in one scene, she's mad that her um like she has like a, a Las Vegas residency, right? And so she like does stand up like several nights a week, including like prime weekend nights. And in the like, first episode, she you know, like starts to spiral because they're going to take away, they're going to take away her weekend shows or whatever, and just give her like less prime shows. And so she f- starts freaking out. And, and she like, one of the things she does is she's just like looking, she's researching, she's getting replaced by pentatonics. So she like starts watching a pentatonics video and just throws her iPad into her pool. <laughs> oh, wait, I think I saw a clip of that. It's very fun. Um, but yeah, seeing the signs of her exorbitant wealth are um, just kind of relaxing because I'm like, oh, man, I wish I was that wealthy. But Jeff, we have to eat the rich. Don't lose the plot. I want to take that from them and then become them. But anyway, it's it's really it's really funny. And and I've heard that it over in like the second half of the series gets even better and, um, you know, sets it up really well for season two so i am excited to get there i really like it and jean smart i mean she was most recently amazing on mayor of Easttown, but uh she also had a giant big blue dildo on watchmen last year so okay go, go jean smart. <laughs> i assume you've seen that right watchmen no, no i assume you haven't seen watchmen but i assume you saw the big blue dildo no this is the first time hearing of it actually <laughs> you know about like dr manhattan right yes we all know about dr manhattan <laughs> yeah so she has a big blue dildo because the implication is she uh it's like some kind Stop. of novelty like dr manhattan size dildo i don't want to know let me find a picture of it anyways thanks for listening to our podcast sorry jeff is like this um if you want to send us feedback about this episode or just telling jeff to stop talking about this send it to <laughs> love it or weave it at gmail.com or at love it or weave it on twitter don't send this to me <laughs> Look how big it's bigger than her no, face. Okay, leave us a one star review on Apple Podcasts because of too much blue dildo content. You can <laughs> You're tweet just upset at me. because it's it's connecting all the dots to you for the ice bar. No, it's not. Please support me in my quest to kill Jeff at any other name on Twitter. <laughs> it's like a sword. You can bully Jeff at definitely Jeff on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm at any other name. If you uh, want to send pictures it. of nope. the big blue dildo from Watchmen. Nope. Next week we're covering um, The World Ends With You. So hopefully less dildo content. <laughs> hopefully. Bye. Bye. And as we always say, when you're here, you're anime. So I'm recording. I also um, don't have my notes up, but I do have uh, the bill that I had to pay Zipcar when I crashed the Zipcar in 2012. Oh, my God.
That's the important information. <laughs> I cannot find... Oh, what would I have called it? Oh, there it is. No. Oh, yeah. Is this it? Can we do this damn thing? Was it a Honda? I need to know. <laughs> it was a Honda. You hit a Honda? It was a Honda Fit. Oh, my God. You hit a Honda Fit. Oh, wait. Actually, wait. No, it says Honda Fit or similar. Or similar. So it was a Honda, though. Uh, I mean, this looks like it's like there was a reservation beforehand. Jeffrey, I cannot believe that you would hit a Honda on purpose. Also, I heard Mayor of Eastwood is actually good. East Town. East Town, whatever. Same shit. It is good. All right, all right. I'm glad you only believe me when other people will say it. Did you recommend it twice in a row? I did. I did. <laughs> twice in a row. This is bullshit. This is a cop out. Because the first time I hadn't finished it. What did I recommend? Uh, I'm not sure, but it's, it's on the website. I just didn't remember off the top of my head. Oh, wow. Preemptively better. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to be wrong about that, but... It was good. This is rude. This rental agreement just says Jeffrey Rube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rube. <laughs> I've been recording for a while. <laughs> Unusable audio. Unusable. Ready? Okay. Hello and welcome Hello to- and welcome. No! <laughs> <laughs> Alright! Take two!